I'm such a fucking loser, Taylor. Can't believe I just can't get one thing right, you know? You can get my heart right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel a little better. Thank kind you. Kind no, of. you don't. You don't feel better at all. You know what I feel good about? Janice Ian, dude. Tina Greer. Lizzie Kaplan. Whatever you want to call her, bro. The God. Anyways. All right. chest hair. <laughs> Legendary. All right. So we are here again with the Somebody Save Us podcast. The uh, official, but mostly unofficial, Smallville podcast. So, again, here is two nerds, Joseph and Taylor. Taylor, you got something to say to them, bro? Oh, uh, no, not really. Tonight, I'm actually really excited. Okay. I am much more calm this evening. Not as hot. Not as hot. Okay. Last week had me very much needing to question my own morals. (laughs) This week, I finally realized why we are doing this, and it's because Janice Ian knows how to throw people off. Who is she? Okay, yeah. Is it the soft bones? Is it it? the perfect bone structure? Now, you know, that would go, we'll go and explain that. But yeah, (laughs) welcome. Uh, We'll we'll be getting started shortly, but first, of course, you have to hear the Smallville theme song. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so once again, we are here this week. We have episode four of season one, X-Ray. General premise, we got a new villain coming into town that can uh, shapeshift, and Clark gets a new power today. How we feel about that power? Which is always good. I feel like that whenever Clark gets a new ability, it means that the episode, there was some thought put into it. Oh, yeah. And that's what you can really see is that they go, okay, well, Clark's going to, we're going to have to have him a new power, mm-hmm. so let's make sure that we get this new power right. And I think it's nailed. I just, mm. I'm glad that the overall episode was solid. I just, not a lot of romantic moments in this one for me. A little dry on that <laughs> side, I must say. You mean dry for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm, I'm pretty lonely over here. <laughs> Poor guy, dude. I feel you, though. You know okay. what? I don't think you feel me. No, I feel <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get started. Let's go ahead and press play. We are opening up on this episode. Alien Ant Farm. Got some around. Alien Ant Farm playing. Good song. Solid. I honestly forgot about this one. Yeah, well, for me, I just don't even know if this fits the scene. I'd much rather pop a roach once again. <laughs> just replay the song. But now we have Lex, who's walking into the bank here. And has a backpack. Already kind of weird. This is why it bothers me when it comes to the villain. Yeah. Why would he be walking in with a backpack instead of a suitcase? You're already throwing things off. You're already making this already weird. And also, why would Lex be smiling this much? That's true. So the whole idea now is that Lex is going into this bank saying that he needs to deposit all of his money from the bank. Do they even say how much is in it? No. But also... It's weird to point out, yeah, they've been banking for years with the Luthers. Like, this bank specifically telling Lex. Only 12 years. Yeah, and it's, it's like, only 12. but also 12, it's like, why this bank? Aren't we in Smallville? Why, why are the Luthers banking in Smallville for 12 years? Well, wait, you know that the Luthers have multiple bank accounts. There is just no other way to put it. They are the cream of the crop of multiple Swiss accounts, if you know what I'm saying. But then again, if you really think about it, the 12 years is going back to when the meteor shower started. So, ooh. Yeah. So you're saying that because Lex became bald, they had to open up a bank account Trust there. Trust funds had to be made. <laughs> Fundraisers. We had a deposit. <laughs> Please help my son. <laughs> just a picture of him. Probably just from one of the episodes. He's just all sad. Also, the bank teller here is wonderful because he immediately questions Lex about the signature 
But also, Lex is left-handed. Mm. This Lex writes with his right hand. Good look there. Oh, Bank and, teller's on his shit, bro. Yeah. He's got protocol down. And then, of course, we got Lex frantically running out on the street. Because they've been caught. But it's clearly not Lex. Because uh, Clark just got thrown like a rag doll. And now we have the introduction of the power, though. Where Lex just throws him through the glass into the fashion store. Where, obviously, Clark can now see kryptonite inside of the skeleton. So skeleton, is yeah. that the new kryptonite? Are we going to have to make the list? Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, I was very power? excited. I was very excited for this mo this moment in the episode because... I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to Taylor for the new one added to the list. It's got to be. It's Bone Kryptonite, bone. dude. <laughs> it's got to be Soft Bone Syndrome Kryptonite. kryptonite right? yeah, give me that, too. Uh, yeah, Soft Bone. I have it in my notes here. We had the list going. Because it's all about what can Kryptonite be used as a power to be able to be evil. Bones. Bones. Shape-shifting. Soft Bones. Make sure Soft Bone Soft Bones? Soft gonna, bone disease. I'm gonna cap. I'm gonna capitalize that. Yes, soft bone disease is the premise of this episode. Sure is. Make sure you look out for that. <laughs> yeah. So he gets his power. I don't know if you noticed, but as like it's coming to the scene of Clark just kind of walking the street, he's already looking like he's feeling weird in his eyes. It looks like he's kind of having a headache a little bit. What is Clark even doing? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Why are you? What is he even doing? Is it? It's a Saturday. Banks aren't open on Saturday. So what's he doing in the middle of the day, bro? Why is he not hanging out with Pete? You know, why is he friend, not at school? Well, that's the other <laughs> question. I've already told you there's no adults here. All right. This is true. <laughs> so I also had another big thing on why I had a posit here at the beginning. And it's because we're now opening up to the villain's house, a.k.a. the introduction of Tina, our Tina. shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. Joseph, they live at this antique store, correct? That's what it seems like. This is their that's home. That's what it seems like. It looks very antique antique in there yes so whenever they keep referencing this place oh we got to go to the antique shop no, no no you're going to their home and when, look and there's only like one room is that a bathroom and that's it there's a bathroom yeah like just walk upstairs look like you're, yeah look there's a window right there it's like it's a pretty small upstairs man but yeah so how about these special effects right here dude whenever now she is showing that she can shape in or shift shape into lex i i cannot lie they are and pretty the, bulletproof effects here. And the mom is just like kind of just weirdly calm about the whole reveal. I mean, it looked like she was just revealing to her that she could do that, right? Oh, the mom really just said, cut it out. Stop it. Yeah. Like, it's a normal thing. Like, <laughs> we said that you were going to cut this out. You said you weren't going to keep doing this. Like, it's just an afternoon thing. Like, hey, stop being that person now. But tell me right now, if that was your kid, right? If that yeah. was your kid? Yeah. How mad are you? That uh, she said, Lex Luthor robbed the bank today. And I didn't she, do that. And then she switched into Lex in front of me. Mm -hmm. I would prefer if my child didn't show me that she switched into Lex and I would have just believed it. I would have much rather uh, hear no evil, see no evil, but I will take the money. Evil. But at that at that point, you're, you're blaming it on Lex. She finds out it is Lex in the newspaper or something, news. And then what happens? So what, how does she have the money? You know what? I just wish that they were much better liars. Why can we not play the game of being a villain instead of let me just show you everything? Stop showing me your poker hand! It's true. That's fact. That's fact. All right, so yeah, we have them arguing now. Mom, obviously not okay with her doing that and robbing a bank. So why? I'm taking it all back. I'll say I found it in the dumpster, bro. And also, why did she hide the backpack in the most obvious space where her mother could find it? Yeah. Also, why wouldn't she, why she looking through her backpack? Well, obviously, that's what happens when you look through a backpack. You shove your mom down the stairs. Damn, dude. 
And this is her pretty much dead. Broken neck. Look what you did, Lizzie Kaplan. She cries for about, I don't know, about 10 seconds here. And then she realizes, I don't love my mother. Yeah. Right? She sees the stack of bills right there, bro. She's like, wow, what looks better right now? The money or dead mom? I'm confused with the mirror scene here. What is this supposed to show me? That it's, I'm not a real person or I'm too many people I don't even know. I, I just, I don't understand why her looking inside of the broken mirror means that now she has to hang up the phone and reporting the ambulance for her mother. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... What's the broken it's, mirror for? It's shattered, you know, shattered personality a little bit. I mean, you're going to see how she acts in this episode. It's really split. I mean, she's multiple people. Like, it's a split identity almost. You know what I mean? Like, she can be all these people. I feel like you're calling me names right now, and I'm not liking it. I'm just telling you, dude, just open your fucking eyes. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> just open your eyes, dude. Okay, so right now, we're just, we'll just be ripping right here, but uh, we have the intro song going on. And then most likely commercial after, am I right? I will say when it comes to the, the opening scene with Tina and her mom, I just feel like that her mom should have accepted the money instead of Facts. trying to go away. Because you own an antique store. You could say that somebody came in and bought something really antique and expensive, right? That's right, what an antique right, store right. is. Mm -hmm. So selling like a $20,000 clock would not be abnormal, right? Yeah. That's how antique shops work. That right? is how they work. <laughs> Dude, it's just nice to see. I mean, this is going to happen multiple times, but being able to see these actors, actresses um, before their prime in their career. Like, the fact we're seeing Lizzie Kaplan. Mean Girls wasn't even out yet. Um, obviously, other things she's been in. True Blood. True Blood. That's yeah. Right. That's right, she is. Yeah, it? she's in all season, man. Yeah, and so it's just nice because there's going to be other people. And it's even funny, like, it'll be other people that, um, or other actors, and they have links to the current movies now. I just wish that she would have said your mom's chest hair at least one time in this. <laughs> I wish that line would have came from Smallville, so at least it would have been even more legendary than what it is the, today. The crossover line? It's just the crossover line. <laughs> don't even explain it's, it at all. It's just the line. Well, like, Tina Fey took a lot of the writing from Smallville into Mean Girls. This like, is a common it's thing. It's like to put know. in the script, and it has, it has like the copyright mark on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> like Tina will then say, and then it's just copyright right there, your mom's chest hair. Don't worry, we asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're getting back into it. So let's go back a little bit to the bones. We got kryptonite bones. We have kryptonite bones here as the next weapon that a villain can use. And by having kryptonite bones, it means that you're able to shapeshift. I just think, okay, so does Tina have super strength? Or is it the bones being kryptonite that is then hurting Clark? Ooh, that's a good point. It's good really little, good, Or I guess a good little question there. Because you really wouldn't know. I assume it's just, I would say strength. Like, it's just because of the bones. So. Well, he's, all right, so I do got to mention this. So, the opening scene now, when it comes to good old Jonathan, me and Jonathan. Yeah. Where Clark is now explaining what happened in the morning. And he's saying, no, I know Lex wouldn't do this. Jonathan says, yeah, right. Yeah, and then, of course, we have oh, an unannounced visit. That's unannounced. That's unannounced. Put it on the list. We have unannounced visit. And he was eavesdropping, bro. So he was standing there for a little bit, dude. Oh, he's been standing there since the opening. <laughs> so he's been there easily. By the way, also, I mean, how real, how long? And them even saying, though, I love Martha. 
Hey, I didn't even hear your car come up. No, no answer. No, no follow-up. No follow-up whatsoever. Yeah. Did he walk there? It's like, yeah, y'all heard about how I robbed the bank today, right? It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. I gotta go explain to my farm friends. I swear, guys, it's I not me. Why don't you even think about it? <laughs> yeah, so, um, obviously, John just being John, dude. Okay. He's already it's... doing his thing. It's like, you have Lex. Maybe he's more mad that he's unannounced. It just doesn't make sense why John or anybody would believe, yeah, Lex Luthor's going to rob the bank for $100,000. You would think that Jonathan would at least believe in something right. that Lex would be saying. And at this point, it would be this. Just because, come on, man. He already has all the money in the world. Oh, yeah. What are you trying to say is that he gets a high off of it, John? Is that what we're trying to say? Classic John being classic asshole. <laughs> Dude. I don't know if you caught that. Well, I'm sure you did when you were watching it. But, of course, he drops the little little mark in there. Uh, yeah, I can't rob a bank and do all this. I'm not a criminal mastermind. Says I did love Clark. that. I love that. And then, of course, Clark comes back with his rebuttal. Yeah, criminal masterminds would wear masks. And he smiles at him. Oh, I was even going to mention, thank God you brought that up for me. What's with Clark and his old man jokes in this episode? <laughs> makes a comment in like the end of every scene he's smiling and we're going like what is this i think he was really feeling himself that he day, was dude. feeling himself this episode the producers are like just go with it yeah, we love like, it yeah i we love, love it how you were acting yesterday do that on set today. just keep going slides in like a 20 or something but yes i love the mass aspect because that's also in a way kind of a shot yeah so it, my question because we've even talked about it Wait, because we just saw the new Spider-Man. But even with Batman, I'll even put it this way. Joker doesn't wear a mask. No. Lex doesn't wear a mask. So the two biggest villains in DC, you could say, both don't wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I just never realized that until Lex happily pointed that out to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little weird. And then, of course, you got heroes who wear masks. So it's kind of even opposite there, like... Criminal masterminds probably wouldn't care. That's you know? true. I mean... And if they're a mastermind, I mean, why not have your name plastered everywhere? Except Superman does not wear a mask. The problem is his glass has become the mask. Oh, yeah. That's, That's his true mask. Exactly. The Clark Kent is mask. And being Clark... Kal L is God, like him. Well, yeah, of course <laughs> Kal L is God. That's, that's how everybody should know him as. God. <laughs> we say God. We pray to God tonight, and it's like a poster of Superman. It's Kal-El. What is it? Russell Crowe from Man of Steel? Oh. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. All right, so coming into the next scene here, we have him in P.E. First off, we got Clark and, yeah, Clark and Pete in P.E., and why, why are some of them wearing pants? Who wears pants in P.E.? All right, so did you ever do this, whereas the girls in the P.E. class is you, and then they were also going to the locker room, where then you stared at them, and then Lana stares at you back? Did that happen to you? No. That's obviously a sign, though, <laughs> that she wants him. So now Clark is getting his headache, though, and I, I love this scene so much because it shows the start of how his powers develop some type of pervertness yeah. inside of him, where <laughs> Pete somehow beats him in the rope climbing. Yeah, they stay throwing shade at Pete, man. He was like, the yeah, coach. yeah, and they do to this other coach now. It's like, yeah, hey, uh, yeah, uh, if you uh, lose to Pete, you're gonna do some laps. It's like <laughs> ten laps, to be exact. Like, how is that not just saying, oh yeah, Pete? There's no way you win. You this suck. <laughs> like, two episodes in a row, two different coaches. Pete, you suck. 
That's what they both have said. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's kind of weird. I hope it, you know, it'd be kind of funny if it happens again next week. Wait, wait, I'm going to love it. <laughs> Pete needs to stop taking this. I want to stick up for him. Yeah, bro. Pete Ross, dude, he's not like, why would you just like see that dude and just kind of bully him? I right, right. the thing is, yeah, his first appearance was like a like Superboy, like number 46 or something. Superboy? Yeah, Superboy was his first appearance. Wow. Yeah. Why? I don't know, Superboy. I don't know. The cover's interesting, too, because it's like kryptonite, uh, like <laughs> rock, rock monsters that are stacked on top of each other. Obviously, Superboy stands no chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we have them at the top. Not bad, you know, considering what... Well, Pete what actually talks was. whenever they're at the top of the ropes and now Clark's able to see his ability. He just falls. And the coach, get you all right? <laughs> yeah, that that was a pretty high fall. He wouldn't ask more. Like, he could have definitely hit his head. And now we have Peeping Tom. All right. Peeping so, Tom. So here's my issue with this. Clark at the very top of the rope saw that he could see through Pete. Right. He then falls down to the ground and he just so happens to look at the wall that he just saw Lana go into... Yeah, dude. You're trying to tell me that I'm supposed to believe that he didn't know that he could see through the wall? Hey, uh, it was definitely planned. He's a kid, bro. Also, these are supposed to be young girls, and I'm seeing some things. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is wild. This is wild. This is a kind of wild scene. It even goes back to what they even dropped recently. Look at this. She dropped her towel. Yeah. And look, he's, oh, he's just loving it, He is it, just dude. looking and looking wow, and looking. look at that smile. How long did he stay he's looking salivating. is the question. Did he, he see everything? <laughs> Dude, he, he he saw Lana naked. He didn't even leave anything to surprise. Oh. He's already taken a look at the goods. I mean, if if you had that power, you're telling me you wouldn't take a peek? No. You're such a liar. <laughs> Go ahead, lie to yourself. Get in denial there, okay? All right. I do love this scene, though, wherever Clark now goes home to his parents. And all they're doing is just saying... Clark, you, you got to practice, man. You got to do well. Yeah. I don't want to practice. Yeah, you seem like a little sassy, dude. <laughs> you little bitch. I even wrote that in my notes. I was like, Clark a little sassy. <laughs> Martha rocks in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Tom. Or Clark, sorry. Yeah, Johnny. Can't blame Tom, dude. Johnny doesn't even realize practice makes perfect. Martha <laughs> realizes this. I will say, like, even though John was already being a little dick earlier, he is... He has no complaints from me other than that in this episode. It's because he's not in this episode. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> we both like Jonathan. Because I'm pretty sure that was his last scene that we see from him. Ah, and we have a nice peek of Aunt Nell again. All right, so, so we have Aunt Nell where now Tina's going up to Lana's uh, garage. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if you can call that unexpected guest, though. We may be able to call it that. She was, she was walked over. By a person of the household, so no, I wouldn't say that'd be an unannounced. It's unannounced to Lana, though, not to her aunt. She rang the doorbell. That's unannounced. Her but, like, welcome she was coming co over. Like, well, they have a play date schedule from Aunt Nell? <laughs> Look, okay, I just thought it didn't really count because she was welcomed and guided over to Lana. You know, I... You know, fine, fine, fine! We'll do it! You want to do it? No, 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 no. So you're saying if somebody is guided from the parent, then it doesn't count. That's what you're saying. Damn. You gotta call it? Because I guess it would be the same because later on they do like, That's oh, right. hey, your mom told me you're in the barn or something. Boom. So, all right, give me the pen. Dude. All right, see? I it's told you. Good. So we have an unannounced visit <laughs> from Tina Greer on Lana. And Lana, of course, is randomly in the garage. I've, I remember watching it and I was like thinking, is she by chance working on like mechanic stuff? Because that'd be so random. That'd be amazing if she was welding. Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Aunt Nelder, the welder, bro. 
Okay, so my real big issue when it comes to this scene with Tina and Lana, what Tina is saying is, you have such a perfect life. Why does, how does, how does she have a perfect life? Yeah, it doesn't seem perfect. You literally see how it's not perfect in the first episode. Lana's <laughs> parents died. Lana has a crazy ass boyfriend who pretty much ties people up as scarecrows. Lana is aunt she can't stand because yeah. they're pretty much opposites. Where is Lana's perfect life coming into play for me with Tina? Yeah, and so in, in, even with Tina here, like all those things she's saying, bro, this is not going to weird you out. It, if, if you were here, I've known you like they have our whole lives, pretty much, childhood, whatever, and you come over here and tell me and being weird, like, dude, you have the perfect life. Man, I wish I was you. Man, uh, Aunt Nell. Like, bro, you have your own mom still. Tina has her own mom still. Oh, sorry, she doesn't now. Well, she killed her own mom. Yeah. So that's Tina's fault, by the way, all the way around. Like, how would you think this is going to be perfect when you're doing not the most perfect things? <laughs> like, Tina, you dumbass. Well, <laughs> I'm not even going to disagree with that. <laughs> because Tina, for me, it's the weirdest thing on how she even brings up asking. She's like, would you ever let me go into a foster home? Like, Tina, why are you asking that question? Yeah. Who asked that? You know mm -hmm. who asked that? Psychopath. <laughs> and look, even Lana says, oh, it's so perfect. I mean, you can have it. Do you think Aunt Nell would adopt me? Oh, if you ask me some shit like that, bro. Yeah, you think your mom would adopt me? Um, well, I'm 30 now, so I would How about you go home to your mom? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know. <laughs> uh, well, she opened up an antique store, and I can't find her anymore. So... <laughs> Can I come and live with you? A thing, a thing I want to point out in that visit too. Remember what they were wearing? You had Lizzie, or sorry, Lizzie, Tina in the purple sweater jacket, whatever it was, and then you had Lana in the pink one. So just definitely keep that in mind. All right. All right, all right. I'm gonna keep that in mind. There. So now we have Clark going back to Clark. Why is he always walking around in the street? I love that he's on the street because it looks like at first when he smiles, like singing you, puppy. <laughs> it's like it's in his head going on right now. That's exactly what his face looks like to me. Bro, man, he's just so dazed. He's just, just so dazed. Just dazed from that fucking song. You know going when on. Clark would make sense to me is that if he was like smoking weed or something and getting high, that way his smiles and his jokes would be <laughs> like they would make so much sense to me clark joseph kent the fucking superman stoner the bro. superman stoner the farm boy stoner dude that would be hilarious kryptonite weave oh i was gonna say, I was gonna say <laughs> kryptonite, kryptonite weave. weave only because we saw that kryptonite can be with uh sauna yeah so it, it landed only, in a field where there's uh plants it so only makes me, sense you can burn it tell me there's not hemp out there being uh, grown there's gotta be now <laughs> kryptonite hemp out there <laughs> Tonight. How do you find it? Close out at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we had Clark. Obviously, headache. Whatever. He's seeing Tina again through the X-ray vision that he's having now, and he's seeing again that her green blobs of bones inside her, of her soft body. bones <laughs> that were then turned into kryptonite bones. Yeah. Well, I guess we should mention that as well. That's the reason that they're gonna mention, of course. Martha mentions. Martha it. mentions her. Martha's soft... the king of queens, right? She's the king of everything right now in yeah. season one. This is true. Martha's the. Martha's amazing. She's this the best season. parent so far. You know, we've been talking about Lionel or John. It's more like, it's... how about we just go with Martha? Yeah, Martha's whooping both of their ass. <laughs> and so. 
All right, so we have obviously pauses for me. Yeah, I have we, to we don't even have Tina's real mom. This is obviously not her mom. By the way, and I told you, and just a warning to all the listeners, this could be a long episode here because there's just <laughs> so much to cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes to this scene in particular, where now Martha and Clark are walking into it, Joseph, I have a real big issue here. And the real big issue is when she is being asked, Tina in this case, who is now disguising herself as her mother, right. about the damaged lamp. And she's like, what lamp? Ha <laughs> ha. Like she doesn't know her mom repairs things. Don't you live in the antique shop? If you live in the antique shop, then you know that she has a room where she repairs things. Maybe that's a side effect, dude, of the soft bones. Uh, soft bone issue. syndrome? Yeah, she's just ignorant now. <laughs> Maybe oblivious or something. It's like a side effect. So she actually might be dumb. I'm going right back to your <laughs> earlier point. Tina, you may be a dumbass. You might be a dumbass. You, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trevor. Trevor! You guys are in the same boat. Oh, let me go sit in my fucking garage around my, my fire, fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's it should be noticeable. If you know someone, you're comfortable with them, you buy from them often, you talk to them, whatever. Why the fuck is this not... Why is this weird? Yeah, like, it, it's Does the it kryptonite change your personality? It's weird. And that's what I did write down, too. Does kryptonite make them angrier and not making sense over time more? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why even with the coach, did he just get angrier because of the kryptonite sauna? Kryptonite can do a lot of things, bro. Well, Tina becomes angry. Is that the new? Is that the new reason? Uh, it causes hate. It causes split personality. <laughs> that's the only thing that make. Cause look at her. To your point, she's being weird in this scene. Silly as her me. Mom. It's in the back, and then you have, and then of course he even talks about like, hey, is Tina around? Is Tina around? I just saw her walk in. He's like, oh, you must be seeing things. Also. Yeah, that's another thing. I think I, I even wrote this down. Why the fuck is this money sitting there? Uh, Joseph, it's because it's hidden. You can't see it. Yeah. Um, it's in the most unobvious spot. I probably would have noticed that without the mirror. Like, it's, it's, it's so out. obvious. Like, it's so out of place. Like, you know, even in peripheral vision, bro. You're going to see, like, oh, that obviously doesn't look like it belongs. It's like what I said, though, at the very beginning here. Tina's the worst liar on planet Earth, and she could have played this off. Oh, somebody gave me $5,000 for something in this antique shop that I am in. Instead, it's... Uh, Such an error, uh, a client paid me in cash. Oh, uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> so weird. It's wrapped with the fucking bank registration on it, bro. Like, dog. Uh, I would have been like, hey, did you by chance rob the fucking bank, bro? <laughs> oh, well, you know what we're going to do instead? We're going to take Martha's keys here. All right, so I also have a I also have a real problem with this scene here. If you want to pause it, just, Go ahead. this is going to be five seconds. All right, Clark proves to everybody in this entire universe why he is not known as the greatest detective in this one scene. <laughs> he walks in with Martha. Right. He then says, "I saw Tina walk in here." Tina now is uh, being her mother. Says, "No, you didn't." Clark says, "Oh shucks." Yeah, he's like, oh, I could have sworn. I was like, no, you must be seeing things. He doesn't decide to look at Tina's mom to do his x-ray vision. And instead, he leaves the scene. Yeah. He leaves this entire scene. Where does he go right now? Where did he just go? You already, you already saw, saw it twice in this episode already. He just walks around, He just walks. Okay. <laughs> so, Clark the Wanderer. I need two explanations here. And you can play this now. Okay. There's two explanations to my point to this. One, we had discussed. That is Superman, Clark Kent is the stoner of the world when he's in Smallville. Dude. That's explanation one. Explanation two is that Clark in this scene truly tries to run over his mother. 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense in this scene. And it, and it even makes it weird too, like he it seemed like he was only interested in talking to Tina or seeing Tina. Why didn't he just x-ray the mom? He can't control it right now, bro. What do you mean he can't control it? Bro, he can't. Just look at just think about Lana it's coming going in into it. the locker room and I bet you could see through things, you pervert. Dude. Alright, he hit his head, bro. He was just a little discombobulated. Not when he was up at the top of the rope with Pete. Oh, when he landed. Also, why did he not, like, crack the fucking ground? Uh, it's because... I don't know. And I also have another issue with the coach just saying, Hey, get up. You okay? <laughs> hey, Cam, walk it off. He fell and he even hit the mat. <laughs> he hit the wooden floor. Bro, I guarantee he got, like, a whiplash. He's like, one of the hit. worst coaches in the history of high school. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know that guy's name when it's not even worth it. So, also, I wanted to point out, the effects for this transition on the shape-shifting was much better. Did well, you notice that? Well, because the other thing... It's, like, so much worse than when she did it as Lex. So, I also have another question to you. Why, I don't know how good this is. Why does she uh, do her transition in front of the window of the store where everyone can see her? Well, no one, look, yeah, someone walked by just so now. Just walked by, <laughs> so he just walks by in the background. You can but see hey, it. she did flip the sign. No one's going to look at a place that's closed. That's bro. the other thing that I said. Why wouldn't she flip the sign to begin with if her mom is dead and she doesn't want people to come in there? Dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> Dude, I mean. Right. This is Clark. And yeah, bro, how, Clark quick, how quick was she, man? No, also, no. how'd she know which car it was? I'm not even kidding, Joseph, because there's not even an alarm thing. Clark is in this car. This is truly Clark trying to kill his mom. Oh, this is think? not Tina. Remember, Clark leaves the whole scene, comes, drives around the corner, and then he comes now. Clark has super speed. He could have easily made that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Clark so is trying to run is that over your conspiracy his mom. Theory? Yeah, it's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, Clark. Where does he go in the scene? Uh, Just tell me where he goes in the scene, and then I won't believe that it's a conspiracy theory. I don't know. I th I'm pretty sure he does say where he's going to go, does he not? No, he doesn't. He just says, I'm going to go outside, Mom. All right, after this commercial break, we're definitely going to rewind. We're not going to rewind this. We're not going to find out. You're not going to find out? <laughs> we're not going to find out. We're going to leave this up to the audience. We'll let, yeah, we'll let, the, we'll let the comment section be like, yeah, this is what he was doing, idiots. He went to go buy weed. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Met his plug, dude. His Smallville Connect. Oh, my God. If only there was such a thing. There has to be a thing. It's probably Trevor. You think there ever is, like, an actual comic that someone made and it has to deal with, like, heroes smoking weed? Yeah, there definitely has to be. If anything, it's probably in the boys. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're getting high off that fucking, uh... That's what I mean. What was that shit? Maybe serum? Yeah, that little blue is. serum. All I know is when it came to this theory of mine, Clark just leaves. To your point, that was way too fast for Tina to go and find that truck. How would she have known? Uh, yeah, I'm, I, which, I mean, which, she has to know what they're driving, but it's like, dude, how to the T? To the T where she I mean, just grabs it down guess, the lawn. But it's like, how small can it be? All right, so now we're back here at the Kent farm. Got the family all together. And, of course, Martha's still like, um, Clark, it was definitely you. <laughs> and Jonathan is like, yeah, probably was, son. <laughs> Son, you left your mother at the antique store and tried to run her over. You're grounded. You're fucking grounded. For another two weeks. A man wouldn't do that. <laughs> By the way, where's Whitney? <laughs> yeah, call your buddy. Maybe he can teach you some I lessons. need him to sign another football for me. I bet he I bet he respects his parents. God, I hate Jonathan. <laughs> 
So, yeah, and then, I mean, it is it is crazy, though. She's obviously going to believe that's, that's Clark right there. I feel like she should kind of question it more a bit. Like, I fucking saw you. Like, you were in the truck. Also, All like, I need is an explanation, Joseph. Where were you, Clark? Just answer the question. Where were you? I was walking around outside, Mom. What are you trying to say? I love you. What do you think, Tina? How weird would that be? <laughs> That's how he's acting. How? Like, what do you think Tina even went? Like, after she just tried to run him over? Because he says police found the truck. I don't know what Tina was doing, if I'm being perfectly honest. And that's why I say kryptonite. Because this is also my issue when it comes to this episode. I love this episode, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we're supposed to believe that Tina has been around forever. Why wasn't she in the first three? That was my question, too. I did actually put that on my notes. I was like, yo, you've been around a while. Yeah, like, you're acting. You're not even mentioned because apparently yeah. your best friends was Lana. Everyone knows, like, y'all are, like, And everyone tight. makes comments saying, like, oh, she's obsessed with you. Oh, she's following you. Well, obviously, then you've been around. Mm -hmm. Where the hell have you been? Yeah. Like, on vacation? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I always miss the first two weeks of school every year. <laughs> it's a thing my parents and I do. We take our vacation later on. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. That's what it is. So, we're still at the Kent farm. We pause it for a second. And now we have Martha explaining the whole, oh, I found the money band of like $10,000 in the antique shop. And then they're obviously putting it together. Honestly, better detectives. Clark needs his parents, clearly, because he, he probably wouldn't have linked this together. He is the worst detective I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. And now that you're going to have this scene, I believe, is where Jonathan says, okay, we need a... Oh, yeah, actually, no. This is the Martha's explanation of the soft bone disease. That's right. Okay, I can't even lie to you. When she first said this, I laughed. <laughs> and this is why I laughed. I just... By the way, my mother has soft bone disease. I'll have you know. I'm just kidding. Oh, I like, think she does? I think she does. Maybe she does. I don't no, know. Dude, I, I assume everyone does at some point. Just when getting old. All right. You know? But my point is... When it comes to the scene, I just, I laugh because Martha just used it as like, oh no, it can't be her. She has soft bone disease. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way, Clark. What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> like the soft bone disease is the exit card to anything. It's a get out of jail free card. Oh, it couldn't be. I have soft bone disease, Clark. Dick. Do you... <laughs> oh He's just like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so... Okay, and so, yeah, so obviously you got Clark freaking out. Like, oh, I saw the soft bones. Or, I'm sorry, I saw the soft bones. I saw the, I saw soft... the soft bones. I saw her skeleton, and it did not look like the ones I've seen in books. And, of course, that's why Martha's even explaining. They had the poor girl on all these experimental drugs, and she wasn't even supposed to live past first grade, bro. That's pretty crazy. And now they said, well, what happened? How was she able to get better? And then they explain... Mm -hmm. It was 13 years ago when the meteors hit that all of a sudden she was doing bad and then her soft bone disease got better. Yo. So now, <laughs> and now you have them like, hey, and John being nice and helpful. He's like, all right, yeah, guess what's in my hand. Now also, let's watch let's, another old man joke from Clark. Try to tell me what's in your, my hand right now. It's your pocket knife. Oh my god, oh. this is so bad for me because it's a, look at that smile on it. You always head. carry your knife in that pocket. <laughs> there it is! <laughs> it's the creepy Tom smile. Dude, these are just farmer jokes, okay? 
All right. Leave him alone. Seriously. Who blows dust off a box? All I know is Who that... Who blows dust off a box? Clark is smoking a lot of weed in this episode. <laughs> Fucking dust, dude. All right. So now we have Lana just sifting through all the belongings of the garage, looking through snow globes and pom-poms, because the cheerleader family, right? And so now we have a boot. Why should have was the boot? She a dancer? I don't know. I thought that this was at first Lana's box of her old stuff. And then I, I looked at when she's blowing the dust off and I go, okay, this had to be like two years ago. Right. Like that boot <laughs> looks like it still fits you. Two years ago, collect a lot of dust. And books. then you find out that it's her mother where then she finds her mother's diary and she starts reading it. By the way, privacy. Like, what the hell? Talk about just reading your mom's like inner thoughts and emotions. I hope that she read something dirty about her and her father. She's dead. <laughs> what are you trying to say? The mom is dead. You're telling me someone's just not going to read through that? Would Anne Frank well, want her diary read? Yes. No? Yeah. Someone's going to find it. Wait. There's, look. Let me tell you something about diaries. <laughs> what? They exist, yes. And it's a matter of privacy, too. But also... You're trying to say they're on purpose so people can find them? definitely... Yeah, bro, there's definitely something in the back of someone's mind when keeping a diary that, oh, this will probably be cool to look at later on in life, not just by myself. All right. There's always a sense this is going to get read by someone else at one point. What if I wrote a diary because whenever I read my diary entries, I then jump back in time to that moment? And then I try to change the course of history. Okay, so, and then, like, it starts really getting fucked up. Like, yeah. you just have to keep doing it over and over again, and then you realize that your life has to be kind of depressing. And you yeah. make this really tough choice. My name is Ashton Kutcher. This is Butterfly Effect. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Bro, don't even know. You can't sidetrack us like that, What are you talking about? You can't do amazing sidetrack, though. It works so well. <laughs> Alright, All right. so I paused it here because on this opening scene after the diary scene, we have Aunt Nell. What is this cake? What is <laughs> By the way, I did not notice the cake. <laughs> and also I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind it because It's gotta be cheesecake, right? It's, it's gotta be something along those lines. I'll tell oh, you no, what that cake coming. is. It's shit. <laughs> Look at look how she's like okay, a she, patting it. I love how she's patting it with the knife. She, <laughs> she's not doing anything. She put her heart and soul into that cake. Oh, I'll tell you what, not much heart and soul. All right, and now that we have Lana being crybaby, you lied to me, and then saying you lied to me, then Aunt Nell's like, I was making my cake. What she the, the hell? And she did the hot turn to like, oh, I can't believe it. All right, <laughs> this whole thing with Lex in this episode is weird to me. And the reason why it's weird to me is because regardless of who you are, everyone knows who Lex Luthor is. Right. So why would you ever think that you can blackmail Lex Luthor? Yeah, it's like like in that point from, you know, Dark Knight and whatnot. Oh, you know the billionaire uh, of this company? Your boss? Is, yeah. Uh, well, is what? this person? Like, he's this person. You're going to try to blackmail him? No, exactly. And that's <laughs> what I was... Uh, by the way, that's what's so scary. I wrote down the exact same scene and I put... Why is it Morgan Freeman explaining to him <laughs> you're trying to blackmail the man yeah. who fights who fights these people on a nightly basis? Yeah, like oh, and, and considering not even just him, but it's just the fact he's a Luther. He his father's Lionel as well. You're telling me whatever looks bad on any Luther, he will reverse it. What this and this is the greatest thing I could think of was that it seems like it's a if you have a sunken treasure chest at the bottom of the ocean and everyone can see it. And in order to get it, you have to wear a vest full of blood where there's swimming sharks. Right. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah. 
in order to get this amount of money, you're truly just saying, you're not going to get me, mm-hmm. but I have, like, I'm easy. Right. You're not going to get me. And it's the weirdest thing. Like, who that? What? You're a moron. Dude, everyone's kind of an idiot. Dude, what did the kryptonite <laughs> and the meteors do to these people? Make them dummies. Make dummies. Big dummies, bro. <laughs> God. And also, they make 14-year-olds get jobs or they're held back. I just Naked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Clark, dude. Come on, dude. Come on. That's or, true. That was freshman PE that we just watched. This is also still, was it not 01 still? This is... No, still kind of crazy for a show. Like, is uh, your fourth episode? I feel like it's a little revealing. What are you talking about? This is American Pie years. That is true. Yeah. We have American Pie music school. too. American mm-hmm. Pie music also on these episodes. Okay, so we have Roger Nixon, which actually, this is his first appearance on the show. He's going to be in a, quite a few more episodes um, after this initial one. But... Yeah, it's just really, you're going to really blackmail this guy. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me overall, where now he's trying to, play, and this is again, Lex Luthor is 21, and he's like, don't bring up my juvenile record. <laughs> what does he have on his juvenile record? Do I really care what Lex Luthor did when he was 15 years old? Yeah, and it's like obviously public record, so, uh, or is it? Oh, he makes a comment actually, how, how do he even get that? I bet Lex Luthor was the Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber when he was 15. Bro, Lex, like, had, like, no friends. What are you talking about? They talked about it last episode saying that Lana walked into him with some naked girls when she was 10. Dude, Justin Bieber has to have hair, though. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Not when you have that much money. You don't have to have any type of hair. I just love also the scene where Lana is now walking up to her porch Her aunt is sitting there, Mm -hmm. and she's saying, your mother would be so proud of you. What I love, though, is Lana replies, you lied to me, and her aunt goes, I didn't lie to you. Lana gives her examples of how she lied to her, and her aunt goes, yeah, but it was for your best interest. So you just (laughs) admitted you lied, Aunt Nell. Why don't you go weld something in the back? Because what are you doing except lying to Lana? She might not even be a welder, bro. You think she lied about that? She probably did. <laughs> she probably did. Does she even know how to grow flowers? You told me a fairy tale about a woman who lived a perfect life. And, and well, we- you're kind of dumb for believing that. <laughs> how about that? I'm going to go back. This is a recurring trend for this storm, okay? Everyone is dumb. <laughs> Everyone plays dumb. It's like they didn't know that... Come on, do you really think that Aunt Nell said that your mom was the cheerleader of everything? Like, your mom loved to be a cheerleader? Do you really ever believe something like that? That just doesn't make sense, Lana. And, like, really happy about it. Exactly. If you're questioning it now, I guarantee, like, you wouldn't just think, oh, yeah, they probably were feeling the same thing. And to go back to the whole dumb thing, you know, it it is kind (laughs) of accurate. Let me go back to It's still kind of accurate still because... You can't really argue, I guess, a little bit because they are actually like 14 and 15. Hey, I was pretty fucking dumb then, too. But then again, bad representation for the farmer, uh, for the farmer life, you know? Like, what? They're making them look dumb. Dude. Wait, wait, okay, you're going way off the team in this. <laughs> I'm just talking about the show and then playing dumb. You're saying, whoa, farmers. They would be, they would be, if I was a farmer, I'd be mad. <laughs> you know what? Send in a complaint. Yeah, I might. Like, I'm not a farmer, but I'd be mad if I was. I'm watching this show 18 years later, and you know what? I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm not I'm not growing crops anymore, if this is what you think of me. 
But um, all right. So back to that. We have Nell giving. I, Nell's Lana. now explaining yeah. about Lana's mother's speech. What I love about this is how she explained what her mother's first line was, where she hopes her children can make a difference. Blah blah blah. Right. Okay. Whenever we listen to the speech at the very end of the episode... It's not the first thing. <laughs> it's a, hold on, hold on. It's the second thing, but my other point to you is it doesn't fit in the speech. It really doesn't. It's, it's like, like it was just fit, thrown in exactly. there. Exactly. It was just thrown. Somebody made that. They go, oh, wait, we have to include We have to include this line, don't we? Yeah. Oh, damn it. Who forgot? And it's just thrown in there. Oh, yes. So, so now, now we, we got get Tina this. back, but I want, I want you... To see something here. Now we pause it here real quick because we're gonna just gonna talk about this. I mentioned it earlier. Oh, you're talking about the sweater. Oh, that's what sweater is she wearing, dude? Oh, it's the pink sweater. So do you think that she stole it, or do you think that she went and bought the same one? She actually shows. She explains. No, she doesn't. She actually explains in this watch. Well, wait, also, you believe? Also, why is Tom? I'm sorry. Why is Clark? Fucking looking at her like what, that. What, Tom? What, are you on first name basis with the guy? Dude, I just keep thinking this is how Tom acts in real life. <laughs> But he doesn't, obviously. But, and so yeah, Clark here just staring and you're telling me if his friends don't think it's weird too? Like, hey, what are you doing? They do point it out, but it's like, okay. Well, the way he's staring at Tina in this scene is truly bothering where it's like, Clark, I need to report you. And so, yeah, and then it, even Pete makes a comment here that, yeah, she's obviously known for idolizing Lana. Exactly as if we were supposed to already know who Tina mm -hmm. is. Right. And it's as if she was a part, which I think it would have been... Caught staring, dude. I think it would have been much better if Tina was in the first three episodes, and we slowly saw her get crazier and crazier. Talk about a build-up in a great thin fourth episode. Also, I have a question. Whitney and Lana now walk out of the same classroom. How is that possible? What do you mean? Tell me they wouldn't have a class together? How would they have a class together? If she is a freshman and he is a junior, correct? I think he's a senior. How would they have a class together? Whoa. Yeah. It has to be an elective or something. Maybe a free period? Like Maybe a study a free period? period? Like a study hall period? A study hall period with seniors? They had those back then? With freshmen and seniors? You're out of your damn mind. Dude, they can be like an elective type thing. That's not true. That's not true. Maybe if you were in middle school. That's not true whenever you have electives in high school. I feel like Spanish class could work like that in high school. Spanish class? Oh my god. So if you were a senior, you're taking Spanish 1 with freshmen? Maybe you didn't take it. Maybe you needed it. What did you need Spanish 1 for? If you have Spanish Bro, five, look. Okay, I'm just saying it could be possible, all right? Don't you come at me like this, dude. <laughs> this is insane. But you do have a good point, honestly. Because why, why the fuck? Yeah. I actually didn't like But look, she did say here, look at this. How do you like the sweater? Yeah. It's great. I've got one just like it. I know I got it at the same store. Do you believe that? Yeah. No! Yeah. She's not Joe Goldberg just stealing it and sniffing it later. Are you kidding me? You don't think that Tina is that type of person to be able to do something like that? That's what you're trying to tell me. That Tina doesn't steal Lana's belongings and sniff it. You better calm down, brother. You need to calm down. <laughs> you need to know what Tina will do. No. Tina will do it all. That's true. And I love Whitney's comment. It's like, oh, she's got you low-jacked. And of course... By the way, what does Lojack mean? And the green necklace, bro? What does Lojack mean? 
like right like GPS, like a radar, like I got you low jack. That doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like that's uh, like a tracker. Is that what the young kids say? No, that's just that's just a that's an old term. You're an old term. That, that's around your time, dude. I don't know what you're trying to say right now. <laughs> And she, Whitney even point. I love Whitney actually in this episode because yes, that's a normal response. Oh no, Whitney's a normal boyfriend in this episode. I will be this. He's like, yeah, that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. And she's like, ugh. He's like, okay, you don't see how it's weird. You just talk about how you got the same sweater at the same store and wearing the same type of necklace that your best friend has. And it's kind of best friend. It's weird that Lana and Lana's nice to somebody like this, but then she's mean to somebody like Bug Boy. Yeah. Or she, or or she was kind of nice to him, and the reason why it's confusing to me, it's like Lana gets herself into these traps, where she plays the victim in ways. But it's also when this girl is clearly giving you signs that she's not okay. I think you should probably see those signs and right. be like, "I need to walk away. We need some time apart." And instead, get the fuck it, away from me. Also, <laughs> uh, please, please continue on with this scene because what I love about this. She is talking now about how her mother is going to Metropolis, and we all know she's dead, and how she said that she can now move in Alana. This is what's crazy about this scene to me. Tina's got her. Yeah. Tina's got her. Lana is thinking about this. Lana is for sure contemplating it, and then all of a sudden Tina does that. She makes it. Nell loves me. Why did you say it like that? Yeah, why the fuck wouldn't you just let me just say yes? Just say yes. <laughs> Lana is thinking about it. She didn't say no, and your reaction is, I'm going to kill you. That's what Tina does. Bro, I'm telling you, ever since she looked in the mirror, saw that fractured face. She's okay, like, I don't know why we're going back to that, because that still doesn't make sense yeah, to me. It does. Multiple personalities, but it's not the multiple personalities. It's the same person. Same dummy. Dude, and like, I just... It's very weird, though. Like, yeah, uh, I'll just pay you. My mom's cool with it. Aunt Nell loves me, you fucking bitch. Hey, how much money do you want? Name your price. Let me live with you. Just fucking say yes. Just say yes. And Lana's like, uh, no, you fucking psycho. <laughs> like, were you just pretending to like me and my hour of need are just going to blow me off? I just, by the way. Janice Ian wouldn't do this. It's not even her hour of it, need. It would have been perfect. What? Oh. And by the way, how she says it to you, it would have been perfect. She like says it in her face like your that. Mom's just there. It's like, what's your problem, Janice? Uh, I'm surprised there's no pictures of Lana in her locker door there. I actually would have loved it. it. You know what? I think that's where maybe... I need to find out when Swim Fan came out. Swim Fan. Oh, that's what though. they would have been able to make a connection to. Was this before Swim Fan? Uh, yeah, I think Swim Fan's not till like 03, maybe, bro. Man, Swim Fan really makes you go crazy when it comes to obsession. That's where, yeah. No, nah, we, I gotta, I gotta find that. No, no, you're gonna look up, you're gonna find the year on that. We gotta find the year on that. Um, by the way, everybody should know Swim Fan. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to go watch some Swim Fan. Big Swim Fan vibes. 02. Oh. So it is, uh, this is before, x-ray is before. So this was kind of the obsession period of these type of, like, rom-coms, I guess. 
rom obsession. I mean, yeah. I mean, you knew how it was in the '90s too. Like '90s was going into the whole teenage rom com category for a while, and then it's and then funny early early 2000s was prime with that, bro. You don't see it nowadays any anymore. Now Not it's much. just truly the love stories that are sad and make you depressed. And versus... it's more so newer generation too. Like it's different. Like it's not it's like current now and a little bit probably more more so on the side of boring. But yeah, man, September 602, that was Swing Fan. Oh, God. But yeah, so also I, went, I paused it here because how the fuck... I need to know, is he using his powers in class? Because how the fuck does he know that Tina is just left? Like, she got to her locker. No one's out, so everyone's in class, obviously. And you have her walking out, and he convenes like, oh, right as she walks out. He was waiting. Was he using his powers? Did he know? Joseph, I don't know what Clark is doing this entire episode. I don't even know who this person is. This is his smartest moment of the episode. Well, yeah, it's the only thing that he does, and he's so excited that he can't, like, even hold it together. Because for once, he's able to use the x-ray ability properly, where then he's able to see through the locker and then through the backpack, where I love that the money is just sitting up like that. That's probably my favorite thing. How does money sit up like, like that inside of a backpack? Perfectly just sitting there piled up. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love his answer, dude. She's like, what's your glitch, Clark? What are you doing looking at my locker? And he's just like, uh, I don't know. And walks away. Clark? I'm going after him. He said, sorry. He just says, sorry. I'm going after him for an explanation. Why? Clark is known. Uh, I don't know. Clark is known as the guy who's just there. Maybe he really didn't know. Okay, I also love this scene. Because now Clark just shows up at the barn, tells his parents, hey, I saw Tina, I saw the money in her locker, call the police, boom, cut away. <laughs> and now we're on Tina practicing Lana's handwriting, which I do love, by the way, because it once again shows the obsession. It shows my swim fan moment. I, I do like the obsessiveness. I just think that Tina plays her hand so poorly. Oh, for sure. She has the biggest she, advantage right now. She does. And she has an ability where it's like, Tina, you have the upper hand. You're not using it. There's so much. And it really goes back because it is accurate. You were forgetting. We are forgetting that they are just kids. So kids would do some dumb shit like this. Yes. Like even without powers. They would. <laughs> they would. And I also want to point it out here. This is the first appearance of uh, Mr. Uh, Deputy Ethan right here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's uh, quite a reoccurring character in the first couple seasons. Uh, Deputy Ethan is a douchebag in the scene because what he does is that he then tells a woman what the online tipper, or I'm sorry, the phone caller, was a student. Why would you yeah. ever say that as so, a police officer? Yeah, you you just say anonymous tip. You say anonymous tip. That's what yeah, you say. You don't, you don't you designate know, any type of demographic there at all. Like, I would fire him. This sheriff is the worst sheriff I've ever seen. Well, he's a deputy. Well, you know what? He's the Some worst deputy I've ever seen. Some kid with an anonymous tip. That's what he said, a kid. He's like, obviously, you just told the wrong person that because she knows a fellow kid was staring at her fucking locker. Okay. In this scene, too, Joseph, Clark... Okay, I'm going to repeat myself, and I'm sorry I'm going to have to. Clark has to be being a bigger stoner in this episode than anything. Man, because it's, it's the only way he can get away with what he's about to say to Lana. Where he's staring at a piggy bank. He is staring at the piggy bank. And she comes in and she's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to count it. It'd be much easier if you take the coins out. His, ha ha, yeah. That's all he explains <laughs> it as. That's all he explains it as. How could Clark, how could any human being just get away with saying that, oh yeah, we're cool. How does that even make sense? 
Oh my god, There's bro. so many people that are just wrong in this episode. I'll tell you right now, first off, unannounced visit on Lana here, walking into the barn. Put that down. Also, this is Tina's best move of the episode. She's been quite fucking dumb, as I've been saying. She plays Lana to a T here. Nope. She messes up in the first uh, sentence. Sentence? Yeah, uh, I'll show you. So, play the scene here where now we have Lana showing up to the barn, once again, asking the dummy about him counting coins. Mm -hmm. And then he makes the comment, but this is where she messes up. And it's because, look, I told her it wasn't such a good idea. I've got enough problems with mouths without adding more to the mix. And the way she said the mix. The way she said that, I go, that's not Lana. Lana wouldn't have that type of uh, abbreviation at the end of her X. It just doesn't work like that. This isn't a Mean Girls moment. The only one that would have a Mean Girls X is Janice. You're very analytical on that X. <laughs> uh, I would say... First off, we know Clark's a little dumb this episode, so you're telling me that wasn't just good enough for him? I mean, and then she, I mean, it's true, she technically is having problems with Nell right now. Can I also say this? This is the most awkward kiss I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we know which kiss is better. It, this kiss makes me uncomfortable. Dude, remember, it's Janice Ian kissing, bro. It's I, not Lana. I, I know, but this is also one of the funniest scenes ever, because whenever they're kissing, and then whenever she pulls away and you see her face... It's probably the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life because it's a blank stare like <gasps> It's so good. <laughs> I love look oh look at look at the kid. It's so ugh. Forget Whitney. Ugh. See, this is where she messed up. No, she messed up with the way her emphasis was on the X. And now look, look at the face. This is my favorite. <laughs> the initial like look at you it stayed out of my life clark and now she shoves him through the barn wall get fucking tossed bro yeah seriously he just falls down from on top of the barn onto the car shatters glass everywhere and to be honest with you wouldn't he just get up uh, yeah, um, why is he not speeding away? Why is he not doing a punch or something? Why is he not getting up? What the fuck, Clark? Why is he not getting up right now in this moment? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Clark, we've seen you now pretty much fall, get hit by a car and swimming, and you're completely coherent. So her shoving you out of the barn means that you could get up and then you can go get her. She, get her. She doesn't take very, she's not very quick. She doesn't have super speed. Nope. I mean, think about it. What's she doing? Walking down the stairs right now? Yeah, she literally jogged away. She jogged away. Like, what's she doing? She's walking. There's no way. She, yeah, she could sprint. But it's like, yeah, I don't get why this motherfucker really just didn't get up and just go chase after her. It just doesn't make any you sense. You have x-ray vision now, so you could definitely see where the fuck she is. <laughs> Clark is so out you of just proved that you could fucking control it. Clark is so out of his element in this episode. I just don't know what's going on. And the only thing I could think, here's, okay, I'm going to give him an excuse. And this is my excuse for him, besides all the jokes that we've made so far. Okay. He can't stop thinking about Lana naked. Damn. And he's a freshman in high school. And he school. just got to kiss her, like, within two days of that, too? He is going crazy. <laughs> he is not, that's my only role where you tell like a 14-year-old boy. That's all he's thinking about. That's true. I will give him that. 
That is true. That would mess with your mind. I'd be like, man, I've been having a good week. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. I've been having a great week, man. What just happened to me just doesn't beat how great this week's been. <laughs> he's like, next time push me harder. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'll see you later. I'll catch you another time. All right. So now we're opening up to the scene where here comes Jonathan and Martha asking Clark what happened. Clark is now saying, for sure, Tina. No doubt in my mind, Tina. Where now we are opening to the next scene with Chloe. Oh. Also, by the way, gateway laptop, bro. Dude. Um, the times have changed. This was also my question to you, Joseph. This was what, 01, you said? Yeah. Okay. How much does that laptop cost? Oh, it probably costs more than that room. How, ex How does she have that laptop? Dude, she has She's full a freshman access She's to a freshman the torch, bro. She has full access to the torch. Freshman in high school. Get over it. I'm not going to get over it. Get this. over it. She's a freshman fucking, in high school. They made it permanent, bro. You got to deal with it, okay? Right. There's also another hole in this, too. What do you mean? Let me show you. Okay. Play the scene. Also, Chloe's been kind of a dick since first bro, episode, dude. The pom-pom And no episode? surprise. Did out she... with Mono. Oh, the pom-pom editorial is out with Mono. No surprise. Meaning, get away from me, cheerleader. You don't know shit. Basically called her a whore. She called her a whore to her face. Sex. Oh, my God. This is... Chloe makes me uncomfortable. And so now it's them having to explain about the annual editorial... Or Valley Victorian, whatever. Where she's asking for the speech. And Lana's saying, do you happen to store them all? She's like, yes, of course we do. And then she's like, well, how old do you go? I'm looking for 1977. Yeah. La Chloe goes, oh, that's not PC. That's HC. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Bro. Uh, PC, HC. PC, HC. Ooh, you're catching on quick. Lana's smartest Shut moment. Shut the hell up, La Chloe. Lana's smartest moment. Oh, I knew what you meant with those abbreviations. <laughs> Acronyms, oh my bro. God, it can only be one thing, dude. It just doesn't make sense. Also, how Chloe talks about the torch, like my semi semi annual rant on where are our priorities. How the f dude? Aren't you a freshman? Are you here that long? What do you? You already have trends? No, 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 Joseph. This is where the hole is. She talks about how she just got done, or she remembers the last year of her having to do the report over last year's Valley Victorian. Mm. She's a freshman. How would she have done last year's Valley Victorian for the high school if she's a freshman? I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Unless she failed to. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just held back. Everyone in this high school has been held back. Clark's been held back. With like 20-year-olds as seniors. It makes sense. <laughs> I would buy that. If this, if Smallville, if the Smallville Crows... It's the alternative school where it's the kids that were bad had to go to this school away from all the normal like kids. AHS, dude. That's what it is. Smallville AHS. That's what this is. Bro, yeah, and so it's it's a random request. Like, Lana's really digging into this mother shit. Like, is it? I it's didn't care speech, for it that much. It's a speech yeah. that she gave when she was a high and, and here's also the issue that I have with it. Maybe it's kind of like a comparison. Again, I dissect this quite a bit. Maybe it's a comparison that she's wanting to make herself feel more validated of her feelings. So she's hoping that her mother has felt the same way. But my other issue that I have with Lana doing this, to your point, your mother changed when she got older. Yeah. Like, 
Like after and you become a parent, you definitely change. Bro. It's not. It's not who she was. Right. So, unless I don't. Are you trying to unless you're trying to compare and contrast? See, only thing yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. And you're just trying to make yourself feel better. Cause guess what, Lana? You're just a loser. Facts. Everyone's kind of <laughs> a loser in this town, dude. And um, <laughs> you have something here that we're just kidding. We love this town. <laughs> You have something here which is kind of weird. You have the the quote here on the article, whatever the hell this is, this news clipping of the paper or the school, and it says, due to the controversy, material, or nature of the speech, we decided not to have it put on this record. Why? When you hear the speech later, I need to know the problem I'm hearing. Because what's so controversial? I know it's 1977. What'd she say? The N-word? <laughs> I'm going to actually put the note. Did she say something racist? Yeah, like, what's going on, dude? Like, what is so controversial about this? So, I can't wait to hear that again. Or read, whatever. Well, my, well, my other problem, too, to your point is, because, spoiler alert, which is why I hated the ending so much. The ending is not my sweet romantic moment that I've been waiting for when I've arrived to tune into You'll my small have plenty of those. Why don't you shut up? I want what I want. <laughs> well, my other point, too, is I wish they would have had me listen to the controversial part. Mm. at least show me what was controversial in the speech so to make me understand but right now to your point what did she say a racist Let's term? just look up smallville docs like official docs yeah like did she say something bad mm. there's a newspaper article <laughs> Melanie victoria says the n-word <laughs> yeah. like dude like had to like get kicked out of school yeah, it's just oh. done and then that led to the path and origin of Lana. By the way, what's the next Lana school being, after AHS? <laughs> it just led to the path of the origin of Lana being a dumbass. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly correct. I just... Okay. Now we're on to the next scene here where sure. it's the man, the editor, or the newspaper guy coming back to Lex. Roger. Yes. Saying, oh, I'm here to collect. When Lex is sitting there drinking and he says, oh, here's the money that you wanted. <laughs> I think that's a bad sign. I think you're automatically in some sort of trap if Lex is happy whenever he's handing you money. Yeah. And then, of course, he's already saying, like, you'll very much be alive. I'm not going to kill you. Like, why would I do that? Also, he just assumes he would get him killed. So he automatically knew who Lex was. Yeah. Which goes back to our original point. What made you do this? Well, you got some nerve. Buddy. Like, what were you even trying to think of? What were you even trying to do to think that you'd be able to get away with this? I need to know the ego boost it is on playing pool while you're just sh totally shitting on someone. Well, he's done it now twice. I feel like the pool table is the theme of shitting on someone. I think that's what the theme that we have run into here with this episode is. When Lex is crapping on somebody, it's always on a pool table. Yeah. Again, the sister comment last episode, that was on the pool table. I just don't get it. What's, what about billiards? Just makes you just so fucking awesome. Well, I mean, I'm pretty awesome at billiards myself. I doubt it. Yeah, I know. I'm okay. <laughs> I had a pool table one time when I was nine. That uh, counts. So, well, you, that just sounds like white privilege, dude. Yeah, um, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not it at all. Anyone can have a billiards table. Uh, it was a mini pool table. So it doesn't count. Balls were smaller. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And you have Roger. You have Roger throwing the money back. And I'm like, oh, no. Please don't do it, Lex. Mr. Luther, I'm sorry. Your brother is in juvenile court. I know y'all came up with this plan. Okay. Why is there so many dummies in this freaking town? You. What is going on with this episode? It's full of dummies. <laughs> 
I don't get it either. I really don't. Because, especially, you just really realize how dumb someone is when Lex is involved. Like, again, you're playing with fire. What do you think he's going to do? When do I th- want things disappeared, they stay buried. That's, I just, I don't get what you're ever trying to accomplish whenever you say I'm going to blackmail Lex Luthor. This is a great idea. This mm. is going to work, I swear to God. Yeah. What, are you dumb? Yeah. Big dumb. Big dumb. I, Took the dumb pills today. And it's also cool, this is the first mention of the Daily Planet. Okay, but I also, oh, I do like that. I, like in conversation. Yes. That is actually a very nice touch. Okay, so my whole thing with you on this scene is that I'm with Lex all the way around here. Okay. I'm with Lex whenever he's shitting on him. Whenever he's saying, all right, well, now you're going to start planning stories for me. Play the, play the scene for me. Yeah. Because this is where he loses me. Lex is wanting a guy whose brother is head of juvenile court to then help him figure out what happened on the bridge. Joseph, why is he recruiting this guy to help him? Wouldn't like he? It's a, it's a journalist. Well, 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 would the journalist be able to help him with? I guess investigate Clark. What is he a private eye? What is he? Uh, it, is he an engineer? Well, I'm pretty sure if his company or his well, I mean, he has he has a, a pool at the Daily Planet now. He told him obviously yeah, I'm gonna like you're just gonna do what I say about the Daily Planet now. Well, but I was with all that. And if I... they do find out, I'm I'm pretty sure he'd be fired. I'm with all of that, and all of that makes so much sense to me. But why is he helping your lead investigation on what happened to you on the bridge with Clark? Yeah. How is that guy, how is that resume the one where you're like, I got my guy. I got my guy. Lex, you're smart. This is a dummy move, too. Yeah, it's a little weird. Everyone has made a dumb move in this episode, and I put that down. <laughs> I love this episode, but it's full of dummies. Yeah, um, yeah, there's too many dumb moves. It's I don't, missed I don't moments it. here it's... with all of them. It's a jolly gee. I don't know what's going on. It's it's weird. I'm going to hire somebody that has no idea what to do. He hired a gardener to repair his electricity. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I just, I thought Lex was better. He's usually supposed to be my smart guy. And he's not in this episode. Dude, we just, we get the nice, you know, just, just lovely scenes of Lex, okay? That's all we can ask for. Uh, I will say the only thing that, no, I will say Lex is one of the weaker parts in this episode, only because his storyline to this episode doesn't make any sense to me, unless, once again, I will always throw the Smallville caveat to try to give it the benefit of the doubt, unless it's the first introduction of us being shown that he is still investigating Clark. Oh. And what happened on the bridge? Once again, I will give my Smallville explanation after I shit on it a little yeah, bit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I feel that, dude. All right, so now after the commercial break there, we have coming in on the Kent farm, we have Clark, or is it the house? This is his house, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his house, and he's looking in the lead. He's trying to look through the lead box. Yes, which was a great touch because this is where he's going to be able to figure out that it's not the case. Okay. So this is also my question to you. He's trying his x-ray vision on the lead box, right? Right. Who just walks in the door? Oh, Lana. Do you think that means that he's still doing his x-ray vision when she walks at the door? Oh, probably. That was my other question. My other, I'm sorry, that was my first question. My other question to you is, she just said that she just got done uh, jogging or running or whatever the hell she just lied about. 
Look at her hair. Look at her makeup. Everything is done up. She's a damn liar. Yeah. She came over there looking for Clark. She came over there wanting to talk to Clark. Yeah, I was jogging. I thought I didn't want to go home, so I thought I'd go here. Your lip gloss is nice. done, you slut. <laughs> I know what that means. I thought I'd come over here, just the only boy in town, you know, right? My neighbor. And also, it's kind of cool, man, seeing the lead box that he's trying. He's going to figure out what that he obviously can't see through everything, which is kind of cool. Yes, I just think that when it comes to the Clark, he's just too much of a pervert. This episode, it's probably his smartest. <laughs> he's probably probably smartest move too, because he realized lead has been a, a a weird thing with him this whole time since episode one. So he's like, oh, let me see if I can see through lead, and obviously he sees that lead can like protect him, but also prevent him from doing stuff. I agree, and I'm glad that we're able to at least see Clark show what he's. What things that are around him he's able to do and not do. It's 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 weird because it's learning not only about the abilities, but it's learning about the items and the elements around him. Yeah. And that's where, once again, I'm going back to, I'm pretty sure he just saw through lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what's well, even crazy, he has a weird reaction because obviously the last time yes. he saw Lana, it was Tina. And so he's like, like why are you staring at me like that? And Ellie's just like, sorry, just didn't know, just making sure. I didn't know if it was you or not. Why is she not questioning that more? Yep. Uh, Everyone just ignores everything. If that one he of says. us did that to each other, we just like, is it actually you? She like ignores, genuinely serious. Um. She ignores everything that he says in this episode. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like Again, why? Joseph, her lip gloss is done up, dude. <laughs> I can see. Look at it. Sparkle, man. Maybe it's chapstick, dude. Oh, my. She might as well have put it in front of him, and she said, it's cherry flavor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she should have done. Uh, of course, she's venting this man. Dude, it's so fucking obvious they're in love. I just don't get why she would just not break up with Whitney and just get with Clark. Because Whitney hasn't done anything these past few episodes here. When he has uh, he been, was friends with the cheating football team. Uh, but that's the worst thing he's done. And again, we've talked about it. It just wait, wait, wait. That's the worst thing he's done. Only in that. Ep Hold on, I'm talking recently, because what we have to be going off of is ever since Whitney got the credit for saving her to Bug Boy, right, he has right, looked right, like right. the hero. So we have to go all the way back to that. So that's where he pretty much made up at that moment. So has he looked worse since then? He has you're, you're right, you're right. He has right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And what's great, even this, uh, we've got, you know, finally talking more about, oh, have you ever tried to find your biological parents? Like, Pfft. yeah, they're a million years away from me now. And it's like, yeah, technically. What if you looked at her and said, why don't you mind your business? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been so much of a better response? Why don't you shut the hell up, Lana? Some of us aren't lucky enough to have them buried next to us. Go finish your jog. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, jogger. <laughs> that would be amazing. I just want one of those moments. There has to be some type of outtake where somebody says something like that. And dude, <laughs> and dude I will say, I did like, I, I love when they're on scene together, man. Tom, yeah, no, no. Uh, Tom and Kristen on scene together is just beautiful. You can't tell me that they didn't date at the first start of when they were together. I, even if it's not true, I firmly still believe they actually dated in real life because it seems too real. It, that's what I mean. It seems too real. Uh, again, I focused on that a lot last episode. I just believe... Come on, man. You don't look at each other like that. If I looked at you like that, then people would think we're weird. Yeah. And that's why they think we're weird. It's weird to like someone, dude. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. But with Lana and Clark, they're also the next... It's just weird to me how quickly it's developed. 
Yeah. I think that's the only thing that's thrown me off because otherwise I'm with you. Love the relationship. It's just for them being next door neighbors. I mean, what what are we in here for the year of the school or for the school year? Is it still first semester? Oh, yeah. I it usually always goes with the timeline of their release date. So we had so obviously then Halloween, Halloween last, last week. So yeah. we're saying this is the week before Thanksgiving then. Probably. That's what we're saying. I don't know if I'm buying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love when the episodes start getting real themed according to the holiday like season. Oh so, my like, god. We'll actually Theme? we'll actually get Halloween episodes. We'll actually get, you know, Valentine's Day. Well we should that. be lining up pretty well with the Christmas episode. I know? think there's always like a Christmas there episode. There always is a Christmas yeah. episode. Alright. And so so back here after uh, we just had left that scene, we have the school again. We have Whitney walking around and clearly is talking to Lana. But it's obviously not Lana because she's gassing up Whitney like this. She doesn't do that. Basically uh, saying, Whitney, I want to blow you. All right. So here's also my issue with this scene. Again, I'm going to have issues. And everyone is just going to have to deal with it. But she just like makes out with him in the hallway. If I'm walking down the hallway and I see that, you know what I say? Go, like, I'm telling the teacher. Like, this You're is. You're gonna tell I'm the gonna teacher? I'm gonna tell the teacher on What the fuck? You know what? Monitor ass, I'm bro? a freshman. You think I wanna see this? That is a senior with a freshman, okay? You know what? I think Todd Hansen would love to have a talk with you. <laughs> That's where I just have a problem with their relationship as a whole. Hey, look, man. Look. How dare you be a hall monitor? That's a snitch, bro. That's snitch moves. I don't like that shit. All Clark does is snitch. When and you also, talk- you're telling me they wouldn't want that? Clark, as a 14-year-old, was looking through a wall to see women. Yeah. that's exa- He did that scene on purpose. <laughs> I'm, like, so convinced. I was like, come on. You know where their locker room is. Oh. 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 <laughs> He's like, his head's, like, wobbling like it's a ball. Oh, what, coach? What? What, <laughs> coach? Huh? I can't where? stop looking away over here. What's oh. over there? What? I'm seeing things, coach. <laughs> so, yeah, we have Lana being just obviously strange. Dude, fucking Whitney. Still, is he wearing his jacket every day, bro? Stop wearing the fucking jacket. Thank God he gave it away. All right. So, he gave it away too easy. In the middle of the fucking hallway, bro. Yeah, well, Tina can change whatever she wants. Again, she has no fear. She changed in front of the store window. And clearly, yeah, and clearly we have Tina. People know of her and clearly kind of how she, weird she is. They would what, probably question why is she wearing a Letterman jacket? Well, apparently nobody pays attention to anybody in Smallville and we just keep our head down. And what's that's the, the rules. What's the education over there, dude? <laughs> you just said that snitches get stitches in this. That's facts. That's what you said. Yeah. You it, even yelled at me saying I couldn't be the hall monitor. So, of course, in Smallville, they must honor that policy. <laughs> and again, look at this. He's walking around again. This time, he has a buddy. All right. So, Pete always comes in the last 10 minutes of every episode. Pete's like my conclusion every episode. He's always the one that's going to help uh, Shaggy solve the mystery. Yeah. I, I just feel like that that's what they are, is that they are the duo if anything, we can call them uh, Fred and Daphne, if you want to even go that route with him. But either way, they just, this is the weirdest scene to me. I'm looking through the store window, and what Clark is going to be able to see 
is the dead body inside of I don't know what is it the storage cabinet the fucking wardrobe I I don't know what you call I'm trying to think of what you call is it I think it starts the B or an A either way I'm not that fancy so I can't tell you <laughs> but when it comes to them trying to have now to figure out a way to get into the antique shop what do they do Joseph they just go around back yeah, that's all um, I do uh, the back door is just open so the back one's unlocked yeah that's all it was because obviously Clark's not going to show his powers. If you're Pete in this situation, and Clark just says, oh, here's a dead body, just falls out. Look what Pete's reaction is. Whoa, who's that? How they, is that your, how so is that your reaction? How'd you that know is, she was in there, Clark? Oh, lucky guess. Aren't you going to question, Clark? Look, she has a broken neck. What? Okay, Pete, he murdered her. As a no friend. one like, likes to ask questions, dude. As a friend, Pete, you have to admit to yourself your friend's a killer. Yeah. How else do you explain that Clark knew all those things? Broken neck. Look, Killed her last night. <laughs> I found her right here. How did she get there? Yo, definitely broken neck. He's like rubbing his hands. He's like got marks on him or something. He's like, yeah, definitely broken neck. Maybe salivating at the thought of like just thinking about it. They truly open that and then leave a dead body without even calling anybody. They're the worst kids on planet Earth. I don't understand the reaction it's gonna to dead bodies. It's going to stink up that antique shop. And since it's closed, nobody's going to find that body for at least a few days. Yeah, you tell me she wasn't reeking. Yeah. Like, oh. really bad. And like, all Pete's reaction was, whoa. I feel like we've seen a week tra like who's, go by. Who's that? What, what do you mean? Whoa, who's, who's that? <laughs> whoa, who's that? Clark. Oh, it's Tina's mom. Broken neck. <laughs> what? Broken neck, yeah. Alright, oh, so yeah. now we have the next scene, which kind of bothers me in a way of, how is she with Whitney? Because Lana is now inside of the cemetery, and she is doing her nightly of talking to my parents, because that's what she does. <laughs> Big weirdo. Whitney then, Whitney, I'm putting in my fingers up right now and mm -hmm. doing the little bunny ears. Whitney walks up, and she's like, oh my god, Whitney, what are you doing? So, it's like she's never brought Whitney to meet her parents. Mm -hmm. She's never brought Whitney to talk to her parents. Wouldn't that be such a huge deal that you would not just do that with a neighbor boy? Mm. Unless you're wanting to get in the neighborhood boy's pants? Wants to do it in front of the gravesite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she, like, she's like committed, like, yeah, I just want y'all to know, be prepared. <laughs> For, you know, maybe a couple years from now. No, the neighbor boy's looking good. He's looking really good. And I would love for him to come here and meet you guys and really get to know him. Oh <laughs> That's just a theory. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to believe that theory. Just a nice theory okay. I've thought about when watching this again. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird that she really doesn't bring him around and does it only did it with Clark and yeah. they even he even talked to them it's, which was strange it's interesting that you would do that with the neighbor boy rather than your lover and what I love is that Tina doesn't even hide herself again Tina goes all out with her like she doesn't even try what does she do when she's Whitney good long your parents are dead shut the hell up you're so stupid your parents suck you couldn't even try and then she immediately changes back to herself. It's like, your life was perfect. 
How is her life perfect? She's choking the shit out of her. Well, yeah, obviously she has kryptonite strength. By the way, the fact that she passes out within five seconds is the greatest. Dude, I mean, look at her getting choked like that. You see that little, how she had the necklace on? Looks kind of like a Green Lantern thing, dude. You know, I wish it would have been like more of an Inglorious Bastard scene where they actually allowed her to be choked out by like the director of something. That would have been insane. Could you imagine what that would have done to the rating of this show? If the shoe fits, you must wear it. Oh my god, that would be so evil. If Tina did swim fan plus those plus Kristoff, oh my god, Tina then becomes the best villain of all time. Yeah. So that's the other issue that we have. She has that capability, and yet they sell her short. Dude, shape-shifting, duh. You, you could do so much with it. Bro. You could do so You could much. never look old. And my other question to you is, if you had the shape-shifting ability, would you change it to, like, a celebrity or something? Nah, I'm just gonna probably just... Well, what would you change into, like, right off the bat? Damn, that's a good question because, I mean, you could do it, but, like, it's so hard to get away with that, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, so you, like would... you truly have to know their life, how they talk, everything. Like, there's so many different factors that go into that. And True. that would be a very tough power because I think it'd be better just to never, I guess, I mean, you could do a lot of things just, I guess, custom make. Custom make your face. All right. And do a whole, like... So it's this easy. Once again... Taylor dissects So what you do is that you move, obviously, to around a celebrity. Right. And you then follow along where eventually you see their closest person to them where then you change into that person and then you kill that person. Okay. So then you're obviously that close to them. And then whenever it's just you two by themselves, you obviously learn about them, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, you kill that celebrity and then you become that celebrity. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. There's going to be steps to this master plan. It's going to be about probably six months is what I calculated it out to. But in the end, you're going to have to kill probably at most three people. And then you're going to get everything you want. Sounds like hush. Yeah, it could be. It sounds like hush to me, buddy. It, it, all I know is it's possible. Tina just, again, they sell themselves short with these type of powers. Yeah. Give them the tailor. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, they really, I mean, it just makes sense, though. Like I said, they're kids, man. They suck. They're dumb. And they're in dumb town. I felt like that whenever now we're opening on the scene where we show Lana being, by the way, that's the fakest skeleton I've ever seen in my life. Whenever <laughs> she's buried alive, the Jakobsen, I felt like that was going to be something. And I felt nothing of that. Yeah. But yet they center on the name as if, as if it is supposed to be somebody. Like it, it shouldn't have even had a name. Yeah, exactly. If you're not even going to show like what that's for or who that is, it has no meaning. Why are you showing me the name? Yeah. And it's kind of weird, too, also. Um, if you really think about her power, it's it's affecting her bones, so she can obviously grow them and do stuff with them. But how does that change your appearance? It's because it's magical bones. <laughs> Duh. The soft bones become magic bones. You ever see... Uh, Jack and the Giant Beanstalk, exact same concept, except the beans turn allow you to make you turn into anybody. Yeah. Exact same okay. thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the magical beans, like the ones, uh, like the legumes in the office. Yes. 
<laughs> also, it's it's just uh, it's a little weird how the kryptonite rock. I mean, how would it still not work? I mean, he didn't toss the jacket far away. Well, it's also just glowing, and it was in the pocket, so I don't even know how it would affect a Clark to begin with because it was covered. Mm -hmm. And haven't we already discovered that if it's a slightly a little bit covered, then it could be able to block Clark? I just... Here's my other thing when it comes to her abilities. If her bones are kryptonite, I just feel like she should be able to whoop Clark's ass. Yeah. And it would be like a metallo type thing mm -hmm. where it's the heart, where it's just something. She's made of kryptonite, right? That's pretty much like she's kryptonite soaked. So you're saying that we would just have to get, like, put her hand in acid or something and then have her hand be bone and then that she would be able to kill Clark easily. Right. Yeah. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's crazy. He's using his powers here. So the fight between them, him and Tina, pretty weak. Pretty weak. Well, the whole ending of this episode, after how much we uh, dissected it, it's pretty weak. The last eight minutes of this episode, I just think they ran out of time because they were like, man, we focused too much on the Tina's craziness. Right. We got yeah, yeah. to wrap this up, guys. What do we do? Okay, give her Whitney's jacket. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. Say to just kill the parents? Yeah, say you hate the parents. Okay, we're in. Yeah, uh, have Clark throw her against a tree. Uh, throw her? How hard? Make sure she's alive. Okay. Alright. That's it. Looked like he broke her fucking back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tina's dead. <laughs> but, Tina's the first female villain, and you know what that means? We are not going to be able to kill the first female villain. Yeah. So, Tina was knocked out. They even say it now. Tina is arrested. Chloe walks up. This is a weird scene. She says she's not here for Clark. She then walks over to Lana saying, Hey, Lana, guess what I found? I found the tape of your mother's speech. And now here's where we hear the racist N-word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have, Chloe. <laughs> yeah. So now it also kind of establishes how her and Lana start becoming tight. Because obviously Chloe is just a huge dick the first for the three episodes. Well, it's because she's a pom-pom whore. <laughs> she had a really big prejudice there. Uh, big time. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, so, also, just to go back, like, they're all in the cemetery. How fucking late is it right now, man? Why are they always out? They're out all the time. I mean, I get Clark's situation. Maybe his parents would be like, yeah. Hold I mean, on, hold on. Come on, man. We, Joseph, I'm disappointed in you. It's only gonna be like 10 p.m. And it's because Lon and Clark are at their homes. Lon is doing her nightly good night to her parents. So it's got to be 9-10. She's probably afterwards going to be putting up her horse where Whitney is then on her porch. We are following the pattern here of what Lana does for her nightly routine. Tina is the one that ruins the nightly routine. Perhaps. Yeah. I just hate that Clark is the one that saves Lana this. So Whitney coming up here is so stupid. Why is it Lana going up to Clark and being like, oh my god, thank you. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it just doesn't... I'd be kissing Clark right now. Exactly. Clark is your savior. Oh, he showed yeah. up because, yo, he didn't have his letterman, so he had to pull out his leather jacket. <laughs> fuck Whitney. Oh I actually hate him now. Oh I hate him now. Well, fuck that, dude. I was, like, giving it to him this episode. I was like, dude, you're good. You've been normal. We established he's been kind of normal since first episode, but uh, I hate him. Oh my god, Whitney was great this episode. He was such a boyfriend. Oh, I gotta see Lana. Which jacket should I wear now? I don't have my letterman. Okay, why would you look through the why would you look through the house? If you're Clark and Whitney and Lana just go into the house, why would you look through the house? That I, you know what I wish, in, in all honesty, I wish that they would just start like getting each other naked. 
And then Clark was having to stare at that. Because it's truly like, bro, you deserve to hurt. Like, what yeah. are you doing looking in that? You don't ever want to see that. Cut that shit out. And what's, what's kind of nice here, too, is that he sees consequences of using it. Like, he's going to be seeing things that disappointed. Like, really, he shouldn't see it. He's going to learn that there's privacy to this. Like, he's not going to be using it all the time and being a pervert like you think he Do you is. think Superman just sees everybody naked at all times? Because it's always that, like, doesn't everybody say whenever you're giving a speech, you need to envision everybody naked to make yourself feel comfortable? So do you think Superman feels above everybody because he just looks at everybody naked? Um, I mean, automatically he is above everyone. Nah, dude, he's not invasive, bro. Come on, he's the Boy Scout. I'm just... Okay, this episode, at the moment he gets the ability... Boy Scouts what... can have slip-ups, dude. They just get a badge removed. The Boy Scouts aren't supposed to look at the Girl Scouts. Oh. Yeah. Competition? There we go. <laughs> They're only supposed to be selling that popcorn. And he's fucking... So now we have Martha being the Martha and the greatest mom on planet Earth saying, you know what? Sometimes you don't need to look. Yeah. So I love learn, that. Learn to close your eyes. Learn to close your I love Martha for that saying because it's more like you have the power, but guess what? Stop. Yeah. Like, you don't have to use it all the time. You're yeah. just going to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Martha is such a great mom. God, dude. She She's the, the rock, bro. She is the rock. Martha season one has been so badass. Okay. Look, we got the speech. And is she sitting in the same truck that her mom drove to? Like, how old is this truck? I wrote that down too, bro. I was yeah, like, like what is this? fucking truck is this? What is this? It's brand spanking new. Like, it just came out in 1977. And now she's listening to her mother's Takes racist her ass necklace. speech. Because the rest of my speech will not be so assuring. So is that why it's controversial? Because she's, like, speaking against, like, education? I just love so much that... The, again, the children think makes no sense. I feel your pain. Yeah, I bet she was because of that, bro. She was probably just telling everyone. Yeah, Look at know, the truck! Do that truck want. doesn't make any sense! <laughs> By the way, this song sucks. This ending sucks. This is not the romantic moment I want. Instead, I had her and Whitney hugging and then her listening to a tape of her mother. Everything about this episode is has been great. I, I loved it, again, up until the last about eight minutes. Mm. And that's just because I feel like they had too much material in this. Oh, I, yeah. you, could, you could keep going and going with it. And that's why, to going back to the original point that we made at the very start of this, Tina should have been in episodes one, two, and three. You should have shown her the crazy, like, show her decline. That would have been kind of cool. Like, you had her on the side. She'd be in, like, random conversations yeah. with Lana or something. Or she just, like, comes up randomly. Hey, Lana. And, like, you could like, maybe even build up to it. Because imagine you see, like, little instances of she's, like, obsessing over Lana. Yes. And then finally in episode four, it's her episode. Again, I had to watch a freaking coach look for his 200th win. <laughs> you couldn't at least give me some Tina in that? Last week was tough, dude. Ah, uh, but... This, again, they just had too much. Yeah. Where this is where you have an interesting villain, but you're also introducing a new superpower. It's a lot to balance because in a way, I, I mean, even as we're talking, the x-ray thing was kind of on the back burner compared to Tina. Yeah. I mean, Tina was a, a prime villain for what they were using her for. Prime character. The x-ray vision was a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. But Clark looking at the girls' locker room, that's not interesting. 
That's perverted. Yeah. Oh, peeping Tom. Dude. Peeping Tom. He's been doing it since since first episode, bro. Always and forever. <laughs> Hashtag trending peeping Tom. Oh, God, we wouldn't want to do that. Tom, yeah, we love you. Tom, we love you so much. We I know we, you. that you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Tom, I love you. All right, so episode ended. I mean, any fun facts for today? Uh, I didn't have anything as far as her introduction. I didn't have anything. Uh, she was... I told you about how the Chloe wouldn't have worked out if she was a freshman, so the age doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, when it comes to anything else... That's all I had. Dude, yeah, there wasn't much on this at all. No. It's funny when you look at her like profile or like a wiki page or whatever. It's like weakness obsession. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. That's amazing. It was her weakness being obsessed obsessive uh obsessive. I just think that I would have loved it more if she was in love with Lana versus I'm gonna kill you and get your life, Lana. Yeah. Like I just Tina, you're better than this. You made your move too quick. Once again, you should have killed Whitney, been Whitney for a long time, then killed Lana, and then you could have been Lana. She went about it poorly, dude. That's what I'm saying. What's cool also, there's like a, I think it said in their high school yearbook, it said that Tina was most likely to be whoever she wants to be. Ooh, I like a little nod. That's funny. Of course. She probably had the powers at the time, too. It was like, oh, yeah, this is so fucking clever. Oh, God. Everyone loves me, man. Uh, I hope Lana sees us. What did they always say? Uh, stay awesome. Stay awesome? <laughs> is that what they always say in uh, middle school? Years Hags. Ago? Hags. That's what it was. <laughs> Have a good summer, bro. God. All right. Well, next week is episode five. Cool. I honestly don't really remember this one that much, so um, uh, I'm not I'm really sure of what I'm really going to be rewatching. But uh, don't worry, cool is gonna be great because we got our first ice enemy, so oh, it's gonna okay. be a nice little episode. Probably not gonna be as long as tonight. If you guys stuck around, you are true Smallville fans, and we love it because wow. this is gonna be a long one. Again, there was just so much to this episode, and we the only time that we did not pause was the last ten minutes. Yeah, because yeah, it's just weak. It's weak downhill there. That's all it is. But oh well, the one of many Smallville episodes that'll be like that, but. There's, it's outweighed by so many good episodes. So it's true. Yeah, good plots, it's good a characters. Good episode. Yeah, good episode. All right. So next week, cool. We'll be back again for that. Yeah. Stay cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>